Good afternoon and welcome to the Always 100 Podcast, week 5 in 20 minutes or less, give or take a lie or two. My name is Quinn McKenzie, the host of this fine sports program, and today we have a lot to talk about, a lot to do with some of what I saw in week 5 in the NFL. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to we're gonna get to Dak, we're going to get to the COVID stuff, we're going to get to, you know, we're, we're going to get to a lot of different things here. We're going to touch on the Steelers, we're going to touch on the game tonight even. Uh, but first, what we're going to do is give a shout-out to the Los Angeles Lakers, the 2020 NBA World Champions. They won, they beat uh, the Miami Heat in six games in what has to be the most anticlimactic games the closeout game i've ever seen that game wasn't even close it didn't need to be close and it wasn't miami was on empty so lebron and ad beat the brakes off them and they won the championship as almost everyone knew they would because if they had lost tonight would have given us simply put the lakers would be on under, under the most pressure of any Game seven participant in the history of basketball, because because you, you were so prohibitive favorites to lose to a team with a guy with a bad shoulder and a suspect neck, another guy with a broke foot, Jimmy Butler running on empty, and two rookies starting in the finals. I mean, look, they they had to close it out Sunday, and they did. The game wasn't close. I turned it off before halftime, and the Lakers cruised to a 13-point win to win the championship, and congratulations to the city of L.A. uh, and their world champion, Los Angeles Lakers. And on that same note, in that same city, there's baseball playoffs going on today. Uh, The Astros and Rays, the Astros are down 0-2. I picked the Astros at 6 to go to the World Series. Uh, They'll probably lose to Atlanta or the Dodgers, but they'll get there. Um, So... Well, they well, they they better win tonight. I'll put it to you like that. They better, they don't win tonight. It's over. They're getting swept tomorrow. They're getting swept. They're not coming back from O three. They're just not going to do it. So, um, they better get together. I want Dusty Baker to do it because he deserves. He he really does deserve better. Um, he's taking his fifth team to the playoffs. Uh, Dusty Baker has. Uh, the Dodgers, I mean, the Braves used a 4-1 ninth in the top top of the ninth inning there to get that done uh, yesterday on Fox. And Clayton Kershaw is now out for game two, so that's going to be a, a big problem for the Dodgers. Um, he's got he got the back problem again, so it must have flared up on him, and they, they scratched him uh, for game two. I picked the Dodgers in seven in this series, but quite frankly, if Atlanta – if Atlanta did win, I wouldn't be. I, I would definitely root for Atlanta in the World Series. Um, so I, I would have no problem with either one of these teams because I think I'm going to root for the National League this year in the World Series, whoever gets out of there. All right, with all that house cleaning out the way, let's get let's get into this here. Uh, week five, it was great. Uh, nice week of football right up until the point of the Dallas game, but we'll get to that in just a second first takeaway chase claypool four piece a, a, a four piece on, on, on the philadelphia eagles who are really bad 
They're the, I mean, they're, they're, they're not very good. Now, they can play defense a little bit. They're, they're better than the Cowboys, but that's not saying a whole lot. Their secondary is still terrible. They can't cover anybody in the secondary. Chase Claypool, four touchdowns. Big Ben. Hey, um, Ben is uh not not lighting the world on fire with any any numbers here. Three more touchdown passes, 240, 240 yards, a nice win. The Steelers defense could get after people, even though they were really trying hard to give that game away. They were trying really hard. I mean really, really hard to get to, to lose to Philadelphia. But Big Ben made the clutch play, and the Steelers' defense got after Carson Wentz enough to make his life miserable, and uh, the Steelers pick up the win and go to four. You were, we were at four, the other bye last week, four and oh on the season. And they have a date with the Cleveland Browns this Sunday at one o'clock on CBS, and I am very, very excited for that ball game. No question about it. Next takeaway. Uh... What else did I see? Um, the Ravens. The, the 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 Ravens beat the brakes off Cincinnati. But this is not about the Ravens. Everybody knew they were going to beat Cincinnati. But what, what we didn't know is, my goodness, Joe Burrow, they're, 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 they're going to crush this guy. Seven sacks, 180 yards. Joe Mixon can't get out of the get get out of three yards behind the line of scrimmage before he gets a hole somewhere. He had fifty nine yards on twenty four carries. I mean, come on now, it, it, this this, I mean, it, this is bad. I mean, it really is. This is not you know, get get this guy a left tackle, please. Get this guy a left tackle. Get this guy a right tackle. Get get somebody. Because because what Joe Burrow's doing. I, what, what they're doing to this guy, I, I just feel so bad for him because they're 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 going to crush him. It's just like D- David Carr in Houston; they're going to crush this guy before we figure out if he's any good or not. So, um, really, a big Joe Burrow fan. He, he'll he'll he's going to be pretty good. Um, I, I'm excited to see what the Bengals do in the next couple of years. They're, they're just not ready this year. They're they're just not. Um, next takeaway. The Los Angeles, we were first in San Diego Superchargers, lost Keenan Allen, lost a couple other people, and once again, lost a close game. But last week, they were up by 17 points to Tom Brady before Tom Brady flipped the switch and was like, hmm, not going to lose to the Chargers, right? Right? Five touchdown passes second half. There are four touchdown passes second half, four different receivers, 17-point lead, poof. You lost by seven. Last night, Justin Herbert, hey, to, 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 I, I need to apologize to him. I, I didn't think he was very good, but you know what? He's proven us wrong. He's proven me wrong for sure. This guy, I, I like it. He's, he's got the moxie. He can move around. He's a big, strong guy. He's got a cannon. He, he He's mobile. He makes plays happen. Four touchdowns on Monday Night Football. And that, that that can't have been something that's been done a lot by a rookie quarterback on Monday Night Football. I don't, I don't think it has been, at least not in a very long time, if it has ever been done. But, um, yeah, I I was impressed. Um, but this, the Chargers do what the Chargers do. They blow, they blow a close game. Even in a global pandemic, 
Some things just never change. The Chargers will never, ever, ever, ever win a close game. They just, they just can't. They, they, they're immune to winning close games all the time under this guy. Under, under Anthony Lynn, under Schottenheimer when I was a kid, Schottenheimer never won a close game. I mean, it was just it's it's just so sad because Joey Bosa's like, what what do I have to do? Like, you know, the Chargers need to support Justin Herbert because he he might actually be pretty good. Um, so you know, he he might he's a lot better than I thought. That's for sure. In that same game, I mean, to Drew Brees' credit, I mean, Drew was one in forty eight in games he trailed by seventeen points. The only win coming against the Miami Dolphins in two thousand nine. So, you know, to give him his credit, I mean, he, what, he had 330-some yards, only threw one touchdown, but that didn't, that didn't matter. He had another rushing touchdown and a little QB sneak there. Um, it was a great finish, but to be completely honest with you, the Chargers should have won that game uh, in regulation because he, Herbert does what he's supposed to do, gets him into field goal range, and the guy cans the upright. I mean, it's just like he cans the upright, right? Like the Saints should have lost this game. They really should have. So, um, I, I, I'm I, I like Justin Herbert and what he's doing, and I, and you know, I, I'm been pro- I'm being proved wrong because um, he he's playing pretty good for them right now. I I got to give him his credit where credits due. Speaking of one all time great to another, yes folks goats do forget sometimes how or what what down it is tom forgot what down it was on th- on thursday night against the bears you know he only passed for 253 and a touchdown uh didn't didn't really didn't really jive with the fact he didn't want he he didn't want to shake nick Foles's hand but you know there's a bigger problem with tampa bay and it's it's all these penalties Tampa Bay's got to get better because they're playing Green Bay this week, and look, quite frankly, they they could lose. They could lose anyway. I, I'm gonna, probably going to pick the Packers minus the three or plus, plus three or whatever it is. I, I'm not sure if the Bucks are favored or the Packers are favored. We'll, we'll get to that game Thursday night. But um, if the if the Bucks are favored by the short number, I'm going to take the Packers plus the three because it's not it's not got anything to do with Aaron Rodgers. He's playing spectacular right now. But the Buccaneers are just so undisciplined. And this is where Tom probably misses New England just a little bit because uh, he – I mean, this is every week. I mean, you know, you got, you got that offensive lineman that he raves about, the, Jen, the Jensen guy, and he, he's head-butting people, and he's, he's getting unnecessary roughness calls, and Tristan Wurst is holding Khalil Mack. And it's just like, come on, like, get it together. Like – they should have beaten the Bears. Like, they really should have. They should have beaten Chicago. They, they get one third, third down stop on defense. They win. They couldn't do it. So, uh, it, it's just, you know, and that game changed really because uh, of of the great play that uh, Kyle Fuller made on the running back there when, when he, he clocked that dude. I mean, he wiped him out, boy. I'll tell you. Woo, he he laid the wood on him. So and and he had that fumble. They go down and score. They go down and score again. They're 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 in the lead at halftime. And you know, to Tom's credit, I mean, a couple drives stalled there at the end. He just didn't execute. But uh, you know, the seminal moment. Tom Tom is now gonna 
be uh, known for putting up four fingers, uh, at least for right now. Everybody, all the Tom Brady detractors are going to have a really good time with that. But, hey, um, the Bucks and the Saints are tied for first place. Um, so th- this is just what it is. And Carolina's won, what, two, two, three games themselves or – I think that they're the two and three. I think I think Carolina's, I think Carolina's two and three or three and two. One one of uh, one of one of the two records there. But Carolina's in it. Uh, much of the uh, surprise of probably many. Carolina's definitely in this thing in the NFC South. I think they're a game behind both uh, New Orleans and Tampa Bay in the South. But, so we'll we'll see what happens. Too too these two teams have. Two massive games this week coming up uh, for the Bucks and the Saints. Uh, another takeaway before we get to the big, uh, the big two here, um, or the big three. Sorry, um, the COVID postponements. We're gonna get to we're gonna get to that real quick. Um, no Patriots Broncos. It was probably for the better because let's be honest, the Patriots without Cam. I, I said it last week. They're horrible. They're, they're 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 just impossible to watch. I, I mean, th- this offense is not very good. The defense can only do so much with all the opt outs and the lack of talent on this roster. You can only do so much. Um. So, hey, I, I'm look. You know, we'll, we'll play the Broncos this week. I don't know. Maybe that gives another week for Drew Locke to come back. Uh, KJ Hamler. Like you know, I I thought this was going to be a low scoring close game either way. Uh, maybe we'll get Cam back. I, I need to see the injury report. I don't think Stefan will be back just yet. Um, so it, it's really kind of important important for us to see, um, uh, for me to see who we have because uh, this is this is an important game for the Patriots. I mean, I mean for the let's like for the non human perspective of this, this is a very important game because they have their bye week. Okay, they play the Broncos this week. They're at home for the 49ers. And we'll and look, Miami beat the break they beat the hell out of these people. They they beat them at 26 points. I mean, I mean that I, I don't know what's going on in San Francisco. I, I don't know what's going on. Because you get you give away a game to the Eagles. They had no business winning that game at all. They they just gave the game away to them. And, and then last week, Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in, and we're we're trying to we're hearing things that they they, they probably want Tua to come in. And the fans are starting to clamor for Tua, and they got those three touchdowns and had three hundred and fifty yards. I mean, like what, what what's going on, San Francisco? What what's happening? Like I, I don't get it. So, uh, you know the 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 Patriots schedule. I mean, you got you got the Forty ers next week. Uh, the national game on, I, I think that's a Fox game. It might be CBS. I'm not sure. It might. It's it's. We're we're going to be in the late late afternoon slot against the 49ers in Week Seven. So, I, I mean, the Patriots need to win this game uh, because it, it's a very important uh, a very important game because B- Buffalo. We're, we're going to get to that right now. Uh, Buffalo could be five and zero tonight. Um, and I, and I think, and I think they, they, they're going to do it. I think they're going to go down to Tennessee and do it seven o'clock tonight on CBS. I think they're going to do it because I, I really like the way Josh Allen's playing. I like these offensive, offensive skill position players. I like the tandem with John Brown and Stefan Diggs. I like, 
I, I, they get after the quarterback. I, I mean, even though the Bills' defense is not played exactly up to par the way everyone knows they can play, um, they 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 could be five and zero. Oh, and the Patriots didn't play this week. They'll be two and two now. If they lose to if if they were to lose to Denver, they'd be two and three. Now Buffalo then goes play Kansas City next Monday night in Orchard Park at five o'clock on Fox next Monday. So I, I mean that that's you know that that's a toss up. It is because um the Oakland the, the Las Vegas Raiders went into Arrowhead and beat the brakes off these people. I know the score. I know the score was a it was a one score game. Patrick Mahomes did not look very good. He didn't, he 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 didn't light the world on fire. The Chiefs' defense was terrible. They couldn't stop Derek Carr. They couldn't stop Henry Ruggs the third. They couldn't stop Darren Waller. They certainly couldn't stop Josh Jacobs a whole lot. He had two rushing touchdowns. Derek Carr for three hundred and fifty yards, three TDs, one interception. Patrick Mahomes had an okay day. I mean, he had two touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, 300-and-something yards passing. But you were down by 16 points. You were down by 16 points at the end. And, the, by the way, the Raiders were down by 16 points themselves. And they come back in your building with fans and beat your asses. In your building. The only good news is um, I, I lost that pick because I, I, I thought because Derek Carr has not played good against the Chiefs at all, especially in Arrowhead. He, he, didn't, he didn't play good against these people, so I, I didn't expect I didn't expect Derek Carr to go out there and do that, and neither did John Gruden or anyone else for that matter because they were twelve point they were a twelve point underdog in Arrowhead, and to win the game outright and to have the moxie to go for it on a fourth on a fourth and one with a minute to go in a one-score game, and you hand the ball to Josh Jacobs and say, son, get us one yard, and he does it, and you win the game, that's that's the most impressive win. That, that's the most impressive win of the week, if you ask me. That's that that's the most impressive win I see. I saw all week long. The Chiefs going into Arrowhead as a 12-point underdog and pulling out the outright win. Spectacular job. By the by, by the uh, by the Las Vegas Raiders, and that means the Patriots' twenty-one game win streak is still intact because uh, the Chiefs are no longer undefeated, and that makes this special radio host very very happy. Next, cu- couple a uh, couple more here. Alex Smith came back this week. Now, you know what? No, I- I'm an audible. Sorry. Apologies. We're gonna get to we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to Alex Smith and Dak in just a second. Russell Wilson does it again, folks. This guy, I mean, the last three wins. I mean, or one point. I mean, they they stopped they stopped uh, New England at the at the half yard line with a chance to win the game. New England was gonna win the game against Seattle. They stopped Cam Newton at the half yard line to win that game at the buzzer. Dallas. I mean, they, they 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 were up by 15 points. Give this game away. Russell Wilson has to pull it out of his ass again. They beat Miami. Miami was an eight-point eight point win. Okay, that's that, that's a good win. But then last week, I mean, they had no business winning that game Sunday night. 
They, they had no business. They, none. They had no business to beat this team. Minnesota played better. Minnesota was better. They deserved better. Kirk Cousins deserved better than that. Because all the guy needed to do was get a half a yard. And if he had, if he had stretched out, he might have gotten it. But he didn't. And, I, and look, you know, you kicked the field goal there. I have to be honest. You kicked the field goal, and the reason being is if they do score, which obviously they ended up doing to win the game, the worst that can happen is they tie. They don't just outright win. They outright beat them. So uh, it's just a brutal loss for the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Uh, Adam Thielen at over 100 yards. This this Seahawks defense is not very good. They, I mean, they give up yards all the time. They give up 26 points. They, they I mean, they, they're not very good. And with all the injuries, too, I mean, they can't, they can't stop anybody. Everyone knew that. Adam Thielen was ticketed for a 100-yard game. That's, his, that's exactly what he got. He had a one or two touchdowns in there, too. Kirk Cousins had two or three touchdowns himself. Dalvin Cook got hurt, and it still came down to the last 10 seconds of the game. But what what makes Russell Wilson this year so dangerous is he has a dynamic duo of receivers in D.K. Metcalf, who is a freak of nature. I mean, the, the guy is just massive. I mean, he's he's chiseled out of stone. He's like a six-foot-four linebacker who can run a 4-3-40 and can catch everything. Like, he, he's a freak. Like, like... You know, that, that changes life for this guy because he's got a bona fide number one that could go out and get it. And that's what DK was doing, going out and getting it. So, hey, I, I look, look, I, I'm glad I, I'm glad that uh, my, my pick worked because I'm in the running to win the picks this week. But, um, hey, Russell Wilson's going to have to do this every week because this defense is it's not stopping anybody, uh, and especially they're not stopping anybody, and they're injured on, t- on top of it, and they can't cover that good either. I, uh, uh, I mean, see, I, uh, you know, that, that that could come back to bite them, honestly. All right, last two before we get uh, get back to before we get to looking ahead for Thursday. Alex Smith came back. First game played since November 18th of 2018. I, I was so, I, I'm so happy for him. He, he he fulfilled his dream. Yes, he's got $100 million, maybe more in the bank. He's got three kids and a wife. We get that. He's 36 years old. We get it. Coming off an injury that honestly could have killed him. And he's on the field for the Washington semi-professional football team against the Rams. And he got sacked six times. And, yeah, um, to say that I was not just a little nervous is is a major understatement because I'm rooting for this guy. I'm not rooting for the, for the Washington football team. They're not very good. We understand that. They're not. They're not ready for that just yet. Ron, Ron Rivera's got these guys pulling in the right direction, but they need to find a quarterback. That that they didn't find a quarterback that they could trust. They need to get another number, another receiver here and there. They got to get a, cu- a couple tackles there. The Redskins aren't ready for this just yet. But for Alex Smith to come back at age thirty six after two years on the shelf 
And for for him to be on the field did my heart really good, man. I I, I was so happy for him and his him and his wife and his kids. Uh, it felt it felt great to see that guy back on the field because I, I remember what, either watching that game live or because I was at work that day. I may have watched that game against the Texans live or um I'm I, I'm I may have been listening to the Redskins broadcast on the radio and they they didn't they didn't show they didn't show what happened to him again. Um so I, I'm just really I'm really glad to see him on the field. Um that that was that was great. It really, really was. But then then you juxtapose that with um what what happened to Dak Prescott. I, I mean I got emotional. I did. I just, I, I like the guy a lot. I do. He he he's done everything right for the Cowboys. He doesn't get into trouble. He he, the fans well, most of the fans love him, especially the people in that stadium. They they adore this guy. Everyone loves him. His teammates love him. The opponents the opponents love him. This guy's one of the good guys. And to see his foot twisted the wrong direction, watching that play live. You know, after watching a couple years before Alan Hearns snap his ankle with a tackle, he 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 snapped yeah he snapped his ankle in two, um, uh, against the Seahawks in a playoff game. I, I saw Vita Vea snap his ankle the other night. I mean, it, it it's just I, I mean, for for Dak Prescott, I I just. I feel so. I feel so bad for him because he, the guy's been through so much. Um, personally, after losing his brother died, his brother committed suicide. You know, obviously, a couple of years ago, his mom died. And then, then you can't get the contract for the Cowboys. And I mean, look, short term, this guy, this guy, has lost conservatively a hundred and thirty million conservatively. Maybe more short term. Um, I I I I don't know if we're ever going to see this guy play for the Dallas Cowboys again, um, because Jerry and Steven didn't want to pay this guy thirty seven million for four years. So why would they want to pay him thirty eight for one year and let him walk? You know the ramifications of this are massive. I mean. I mean, not even that. I mean, not even to talk about the fact that on the field, um, he was having a career year. I mean, he, he, in my opinion, I mean, it's not his fault. His defense is absolutely horrific. I mean, they gave up thirty-four more points. They gave up the most points. They have given up the most points of four games in the history of this franchise, and also in the in the league uh, of any team. You know, it, it was just it was just so hard to see. I didn't care about the game after that. Um I, I'm I, I'm I'm almost tempted to root for the Cowboys for the rest of the year because of Dak. Um because I mean he 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 just deserves better than this. He really does. And um I got I, I didn't I don't get emotional that much, but it it, it hit me. It hit me pretty good, and then and and then to make it worse, to have Romo there watching it, to have Romo watching it in the stadium, 
you know, knowing what Romo went through as, you know, with his injury history as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, guys playing with punctured lungs and broke backs and cracked shoulders three times in a year. I mean, you know, so Tony just spoke from firsthand experience and it, it just, it just was, it was, it was really bad all the way around. I, I, I'm glad they won, but I, you know, get well, Dak. We, I, I, you, you got a big fan of me here. I, I'm rooting for you, bud. Really am. Get, get well soon, buddy. Well, you'll, you'll be back and better than ever next year, whether you're with the Cowboys or somebody else. Um, I think that should be it. Uh, last couple of, last couple of things. The Falcons fired Dimitrov and Dan Quinn probably a year too late. The Falcons stink. Nah, I mean, they, they, they're bad. They're, they're, their defense is horrible. They're wasting Matt Ryan's career, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley for that matter. Uh, Arthur Blank's like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing with Matt Ryan. Well, hell, excuse me. You, you, you can send him somewhere where, uh, people will know what to do with him. Get him a defense. So let's start there. Get get him a defense because he's he's uber talented. You know he's thirty two, what thirty four, thirty five. I mean he's still got some years left in him. Uh, so it would be interesting to see what the Falcons do. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, yep, that's it for the week five recap. Coming up on the Thursday show, uh, got a got a lot of big games. A lot of big games. Um. Cowboys Cardinals Monday Night Football. That that's a game we're talking about. Um, it means something different now because you know we, Dak and Kyler would have been amazing to watch the, those two go at it. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Steelers Browns big game to AFC North. That that that's probably the big marquee one o'clock game we're going to talk about. Uh, another game on the list: Eagles Eagles Ravens playing Philly this week. Um, this might be the Eagles' last stand, even if they do play in the NFC East. Um, I, I, yeah, we're going to talk about that game a lot. Um, Patriots, Broncos play, Chiefs, Bills play. So, and uh, the the marquee number one game of the week is uh, Pack, Packers, Bucks. Tom versus Aaron for the second time in three years. Uh, we get to see it on Fox at four twenty-five, and I'm very, very excited for that matchup. All right, but until Thursday, this is Quinn McKenzie signing off for the Always 100 Podcast. Be sure to find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Anchor FM, or wherever you get your audio. It's absolutely free. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, uh, like, and leave a comment. Uh, It does mean a lot, and uh, I hope you enjoyed what you listened to here. This has been the Always 100 Podcast Week 5 Recap in 20 minutes or less. Give a take or lie or two. Until Thursday night, enjoy the AL and NLCS, enjoy Bill's Titans, and we'll see you then for week six.